We're starting in the middle of Daf Yudom Adalef, where it says, The first word on the line is Mis'anen. It's going back to what it said in the Mishnah regarding what did they use the Machtas HaShekel for. So it mentions in the Mishnah the different things of the Karbonist Tzibur. And then one of the things that it mentions in the Mishnah is also the Oimer, the Lechem Aponim, and all the Karbonist Tzibur. And it says in the Mishnah that in a year of Shemitah, so they would have to use the Tvue that grew, Sfichim, that grew on their own in Shemitah. And they would hire people and pay them to be the Shemrim and to take care of this Sfichim uh, that grew from Shemitah to be brought then for the Karbon Oimer. So what do you see from the Mishnah? That to, for the Karbon Oimer, they have to take the Sa'irim and for the Shteyalechem, they have to take from the Chitim that came Dafke from Eretz Yisrael. And therefore there's an issue with Shemitah. And they have to hire someone to, to guard this uh, tvua in order to be brought for the carbon. So the Gemara brings the source from where do we see who's the one that said that the tvua brought for the Oymer and Shteyalechem and so on has to come from Eretz Yisrael. So Taman Taninon, we learned over there, this is in Mesech de Menaches, called Karbanes HaYachid Vatsibor, all Karbanes Yachid and Karbanes Tzibor, Boin Mina Oretz, could come from the grain of Eretz Yisrael and Menchotzelaretz. It could also come from Chotzelaretz. Menachadosh, it could come from the new Tvue, Menachadosh, or from the older Tvue. It doesn't make a difference. Chotz, Menachadosh, Shteyalechem, Shem Boin Ele Menachadosh, Oimer, and Shteyalechem have to come from the new Tvue, O Min Haaretz, and it has to come also from Eretz Yisrael. Rav Chona B'Shem, Rav Yirmiyeh, said, the Rabbi Shmol he. So this Mishnah that we just quoted from Menachadosh is following the opinion of Rabbi Shmol. The Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, because Rabbi Shmuel said, The carbon Oimer cannot be brought from Tvue from Surya, even though regarding certain halachas, Surya is considered to be like Eretz Yisrael. What's the status of Surya? We're in the middle of Daf Yud. The status of Surya, it was conquered by David Melech, but because David Melech conquered it as a Yachid, and he conquered Surya before he finished conquering the entire Eretz Yisrael, so Surya does not have the full status of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, you can't bring it from Surya, it has to be brought from Eretz Yisrael itself. Now the Gemara brings from another place where we see the same halacha, that the carbon Oimer has to be brought dafke from Eretz Yisrael. Taman Taninon, there's another mission that it says in Mesechta Kalim, Eser Kedushas Hain, there are ten different levels of Kedusha. And one of the things it mentions in that mission is, Eretz Yisrael, Mekudashas, Mikola Aratzais, Eretz Yisrael has more Kedusha than other countries. And the reason is, what is this unique Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael? That the Oimer is brought from only from Eretz Yisrael. And also the mitzvah of Bikurim is not with any produce, with any of the Shiva Saminim that are outside in Eretz Yisrael. It's only in Eretz Yisrael. And Shteyalechem. And the Shteyalechem is also only from Eretz Yisrael. These three mitzvahs cannot be done with bringing from anything outside Eretz Yisrael. So again, Rab Chiyah, B'Shem Rab Yirmiya said, the Rabbi Shmuel, that Mishnah in Kalim is also following Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. The Rabbi Shmuel, Omar, Rabbi Shmuel said, The carbon Oimer cannot be brought from outside Eretz Yisrael, even not from Syria, which was conquered by David Melech. It has to be brought from Eretz Yisrael. Taman Taninon, there's yet a third place, a third Braise, I believe this is, that's um, in Shvius, or maybe it's a Mishnah, in Shvius. So over there it says, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi said, 
What is this talking about? There's a Pasuk where it says, It's a Pasuk regarding Shabbos. You shouldn't plow on Shabbos and you shouldn't reap on Shabbos. So the question that that Mishnah discusses is, why does it point out Chorish and Katzer? There are Lametes Malachis. So therefore he learns out, Rabbi Shmuel says as follows, just like the Chorish, which the Torah says, you're not allowed to plow, is a Harisha of a Rishos. There is no Harisha which is ever a Mitzvah. So the Harisha that's not allowed on Shabbos is a Harisha which is a Rishos. Av Katzer. So too when the Torah says, you're not allowed to reap, it's Rishos. That's only if it's something being done which is voluntary. So this comes to exclude cutting the Oimer Shuhu Mitzvah. In a day that it's a Mitzvah, if Pesach fell out, if it, if it came out, if the day that they had to cut the Oimer on Erev Pesach was on a Shabbos, so it's a Mitzvah to cut the Oimer on that day, because it's a Mitzvah, it could be done on Shabbos. So that's what uh, Rabbi Shmuel said over there, that the Mitzvah of cutting the Oimer pushes off Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel Kedaite. Rabbi Shmuel is following his opinion. The Rabbi Shmuel, the Omar, just like Rabbi Shmuel over here says, Ein Oimer bom in We don't bring the Tvue for the Oimer from Surya. So why not? Because it has to be Dafka from Eretz Yisrael. And as we pointed out before, that's including in a Shmita year. Shmita year, you're going to run into a problem of you're not allowed to cut the Tvue of Shmita. So in such a year, you should say, bring it from Surya. Nevertheless, we say, no, we push off Shmita, and it has to be brought from Eretz Yisrael. So Kedaite, this is Rabbi Shmuel's opinion, the Omar Yotzak Ktsira Oimer Shehu Mitzvah, that Ktsira Oimer is excluded from the Isad of Shabbos, and it's a Mitzvah. So just like it pushes off Shabbos in order to fulfill the Mitzvah to cut the Oimer, so too it pushes off Shmita, and we bring it from Eretz Yisrael, and you don't go to Surya in order to prevent of being over on the Mitzvah of Shmita. Now we come back to what it said in our Mishnah over here. Man Tana, who's the Tana of our Mishnah that said, Shoim Reis Vashviyes, you have to have the guards that are going to protect those Tfuah that are growing during Shmita to be used for the carbon Oimer. So who pays them? They're getting paid from the Trumas Alishka, which is from the Machta Sashekel. So Rabbi Shmoli, this is the opinion of Rabbi Shmol that says that it has to be brought from within Eretz Yisrael, like we quoted before. Rabbi Shmol is saying that you can't bring it from Surya, you have to bring it from Eretz Yisrael, and they have to get paid to protect it to be brought for the carbon Oimer. And Rabbi Yaisa, on this Rabbi Yaisa said, no, our Mishnah is not necessarily Rabbi Shmol. Our Mishnah can go according to all opinions. Why? Because the halacha is, even those opinions that say, that you could bring for the Oimer from Surya, but if they didn't find in Surya, if it was a year that there was no Tvua anywhere around outside Eretz Yisrael, then then you do bring it from what grew during Shmita in Eretz Yisrael. So therefore our mission could be talking about such a year where they had no other wheat, there was no other Tvua to bring from any other place, and therefore it's being brought from Eretz Yisrael. Now the Gemara asks a question, so we're discussing here Shmita. How do you fulfill the, the mitzvah of bringing the carbon oimer during Shmita? So we said that you have the Svichin. Svichin grows on its own. But what happens if you don't have any Svichin? Hahein oimer. So this mitzvah of the oimer. If you have no other choice, are you allowed to go and plant on Shmita for the purpose of the mitzvah? So usually you're not allowed to plant on Shmita. But if you're doing it for the purpose of the mitzvah, will you be allowed? He asks this question in front of Rabmana and he said as follows, there should not be allowed. Why? 
Because loy nimtza, would this not then be kikoymitz ala shirayim, like a carbon mincha? Usually, what do you, what do you do by a carbon mincha? A carbon mincha, you take off a kaimitz, and the kaimitz is burnt on the mizbeach, and then the shirayim, the rest, you have to eat. But over here, what are you doing? You're bringing the carbon oimer. Carbon oimer is a carbon mincha. And you're taking off a kaimitz of this carbon mincha, you're throwing it on the mizbeach. What are you going to do with the leftovers of this carbon oimer? Are you going to be allowed to eat it? The answer is no. It was brought from Shemitah that you planted on Shemitah. So if you're going to plant on Shemitah, and then you're going to use this for the carbon oimer, so you're going to throw the kaimitz on the mizbeach, then what's going to be with the leftovers? Then the shirayim will not be allowed to be eaten. And usually a carbon mincha cannot be brought that way. Every time a carbon mincha is brought, the kaimet is thrown on the mizbeach and the shirayim gets eaten. But if you're going to use from the shmita that you planted, so then you can't eat the shirayim either. So therefore he's saying <coughs> this should be problematic. You shouldn't be allowed to use from the tvua of shmita for the carbon oimet. So he answers him, Amalei, now I'll bring you another case where you do find such an example that there's a kaimitz for the carbon oimer that's brought in the Mizbeach and the shirayim is still not eaten. What's that example? Amalei, Nase, this will be compared to another case. Kechamishot Dvarim, we learned this in the Gemara Psachim. There the Gemara said there are five things, Sheim Boim Betome, that you're allowed to bring them even if you tome, and this is based on the concept of Tome, Hutra Betzibur. There are five different carbonist Tzibur that could be brought even when you tome, but Ve'ein Achalim Betome, they could be brought Betome, but you're not allowed to eat them while you tome. And one of the examples that was mentioned over there is this example, a carbon oimer. If all the Yidin were tome, the carbon oimer is brought, and the kaimitz is brought in the Mizbeach, but the shirayim of that oimer is not eaten, because everyone is tome. So just like you have over there by tome, that is such Allah, that you bring it without eating it, so maybe on Shemitah we could say the same thing, that you bring it from the Tvu of Shemitah even without eating it. Okay, now the Gemara goes back to something else that it said here in the Mishnah. So what did it say? During Shemitah, so you're hiring people to protect the Tvuah that's growing and you have to pay them. How are you paying them? You're paying them from the money of the Machzah Shekel. The question though is, how exactly are you paying them for their work? They can't take the, the money from the Machzah Shekel, which is Kaddish, it's, it's holy money. You're giving it to, to, to these workers. You have to first take away the Kedusha of this money and then pay them. So how exactly are you going to pay them? Usually, how do you take away, how do you machalo something? How do you redeem something from Hektish? You have the item of Hektish and you have another item and you exchange it. You take off the Kedusha from what the, what the Kedusha is on and you exchange it with something else. But here the problem is you want to pay them for their work. You don't have a particular item that you're exchanging the Kedusha from Hektish to something else. So how exactly are you paying these workers for guarding the Tvue that's going to be used for the carbon oimer? So the Gemara explains how this is done. How is this done? So first you actually will borrow money from a money changer, from a bank, whatever it is, he has money. You borrow money from them, and you pay the ones that are reaping the Tvu'eh for the Oymer, for the ones that are guarding the Tvu'eh for the Oymer, before the Oymer is going to be ready to be brought. And then, well, once the Oymer is ready, now you have the Oymer that's ready to be brought, then maybe Mois mitrumas alishka. Now you bring the money from the Trumas alishka, which is the Machzas HaShekel, and now you could deconsecrate that money, you can take the money of the Machzas HaShekel and be Mechalal it on this Tvua that's already prepared for the Oymer.
Again, you can't be mechalal that money to pay them for their work. But once you have the oimah, the tvua for the oimah prepared, now you take the money of the machtas shekel and you exchange it with this oimah. And this oimah becomes kadesh and this money becomes chulin. And now you pay back the money changer. This money changer that gave you the money, that lent you the money, you're paying back. Vitovus came. This is the right way to do it. This is how you can get these people paid before and then you'll be mechal the money and pay back the shulchani. Rabach b'shem Rabboi, Rabach in the name of Rabboi said, no, it doesn't have to be done this way. You can pay them directly from the machtas shekel for their work. Kol whatever you're going to give for these workers, hein, hein, domov, mishah, harishayna. This is what the money was given to, for, for machtas shekel from the first moment. It was the intention of the money of Machzas HaShekel to be used for this purpose. So even though usually when you're Mechalal something from Hektish, you have to have another item to be Mechalal it on. But over here, this is the purpose of what the money of the Machzas HaShekel was given for. Part of it was also to pay these workers. And therefore you can pay them right away, it's not a problem. The Gemara brings another example where you find the same story and the same Achleikis. Tana, we learned in the Braise. Af Avonim, came. The same thing was said regarding the people that were building the walls in the Beis HaMikdosh. Pischei Avonim means like the gates that they were building with the, the stones in the Beis HaMikdosh. So how do you pay them? They're being paid again from the Machtas HaShekel or from the leftovers of Machtas HaShekel. We'll see soon. So, but Ketzat Hu Aisa, how exactly are you paying them with this money that's holy? So again, the Gemara says you do the same thing. First, you take money from a money changer. You pay those people that are carving out these stones from the mountains. The ones that are shaping the stones properly. Before this, the bricks, the stones, are placed on the rows where they're being built. Once the, the stones are prepared and it's being placed on their rows. So now, you bring the money of the Machtas HaShekel. And now you have the stones here, so you can be the money on these stones. And then you take that money and you pay back the money changer that provided the payment for these people. And this is the right way to do it, to exchange the money on the stones once they're placed on the rows. Rabbi Yaisi Bey Rabun Bishem Shmuel. Rabbi Yaisi said the name of Bun, the name of Shmuel, that it's not necessary to do this. Whatever you're paying them, it was given for this purpose in the beginning to pay these workers. So you can pay them right away from the money of the Machtas HaShekel. If you're looking at the Mepharshim on the side, you might discover that there's different pshatim here in this Gemara. The pshat that I'm saying is one particular pshat. If every, almost every single piece of Gemara you're reading here, there's about three, four different ways how to read it. But this is uh, the, the most, the smoothest pshat in the Gemara. Zakta Mishnah. Here the Mishnah continues with the list of things that they used with the, the, to buy machtas shekel and then the leftovers of machtas shekel and all other kinds of things that they bought from, uh, from the leftovers and so on. Zakta Mishnah, para, the para aduma, v'soyer ha-mishtaleach, that soyer that was sent out to the Azazel, v'loshin shel zahayris, and there was a red piece of wool that was uh, used also to throw into the fire when you burnt the para aduma. So all these things, boim etrumas alishka. They come also from the Machtas HaShekel. The Chiddush here is, none of these three things are actual karbonus sibur. The para aduma is not a carbon sibur, but it's still called a carbon. It's called a carbon chatos. The Sa'ir Mishtaleach is not a carbon sibur. 
But it comes together with this the two se'irim that come together and then they make a geidel and one is brought as a carbon and one goes to the azazel. So it's brought together from the machtas shekel. And the lashon shel zahiris, which goes together with the paraduma, it's burnt together with the paraduma and that actually also, also includes the, uh, there's the eitz eres, there's an ezov, all of that is bought from the machtas shekel. Kevesh pada, there was a ramp a sort of a bridge and a ramp that was built from the base of Mikdash all the way out in the place where the Pada Duma was made. And the reason why that ramp was made is because they, the Kayan Gadol that went to make the Pada Duma went on that ramp <clears throat> that he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't uh, cross over any Tumah. It was made in a way that even if there's any Tumah that was Tumah Satohaim, a Tumah that was somewhere deep under the ground, it was made in a way that it was hollow underneath and he shouldn't come, become Tommy at all to, and he walked on this ramp. So this was a very expensive, long ramp, a bridge that they had to build. And also the Kevesh, there was also a ramp that was built for this person that took the Sayyidah Mishtalech out to the Azazel, he went down on this ramp. And And then there was also a red piece of thread that was placed around the horns of this Sayyidah Mishtalech. And there was the water that went through into the Azara that they used to clean out the Azara. The city of Yerushalayim, the walls of the city that they would have to build or fix. The, the, the towers that there were in the city that they have to fix. All other needs of the city. Those things did not come from the Machtas HaShekel, but it came from the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel after they separated for the Karbonis. Abishal said, Kevesh Pada, the ramp that was used for the Pada Aduma, Kainim Gedailim, Isim Mishalatzma. The Kainim Gedailim would build it from their own money. As the Gemara will soon explain and bring the story about this that the Kainim Gedailim, that they were, they were rich on their own. The Kainim Gedailim. That was one of the things. Gadlei Mishalachav, that had to be rich. And they paid for this ramp used for the Pada Aduma. So you had this Shirayim that was left there after they took the Machtas HaShekel and they used it for various things, but then there was still Meiser, there were still other leftovers from that. What did they do with this? What did they do with this? They bought wine, oil, flour, and uh, they would then sell it for any private people that had to bring a carbon mincha or for, for their carbon nesachim that, the that they needed, they would sell it to private people. And then Vashar, the profit that they made from selling this to private people that brought their karbonis, lehektish. That would go to hektish. That's Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. So the hektish sort of made a little business of this extra money that they had. They would sell this to people to buy for their karbonis. Rabbi Kiva says, Ein mistakrin bishal hektish. You can't use the leftovers money of hektish to sell to private people. You don't make business with the money of hektish. And the same thing also, if you have money of tzedakah that's sitting there and it's not being used, there's no aniyam that need it right now. So you think to yourself, Nusa, let me invest with it something, let me do with it something and make money off of it. You're not allowed to use money of tzedakah that's sitting there to invest in the meantime. Even for the sake of, huh? of aniyam. The Gemara is going to discuss this soon, we'll see. So the Gemara, the leftovers of the Trume. In other words, there was the Machtas shekel that they separated from the main Kupa. So that, that they used that for the Karbonis Sibur. So if there was leftovers of that, what did they do with it? They would make these gold plates to plate, to plate the Kaidash HaKadoshim, the floors of the Kaidash HaKadoshim, the walls of the Kaidash HaKadoshim, they would plate it gold. 
Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, Meiser HaPeiris, the leftover of the Peiris. The Gemara will explain what Peiris over here means. There are two opinions in the Gemara, we'll see. Kayitz HaMizbeach. This is brought when the Mizbeach is empty. It's called Kayitz HaMizbeach. Rashi says, not here, but in another place, Rashi says the word Kayitz in a Pasik is, is used in the term as a dessert. When a person eats and at the end of the meal, you have nothing else to eat anymore, so then you eat dessert. So the same thing also the Mizbeach. You had the Kabanis you brought during the day. But then at the end of the day, it was sort of empty. So then they would bring additional karbanis and they took it from this mo- extra monies that they had to bring dessert for the Mizbeach. Meiser Truma. So Rabbi Shmuel is saying the leftovers of that Truma of the Machzas shekel. So he argues with the Tanakhama. The Tanakhama said the Meiser Truma, they made the plates for the Kedesh HaKadoshim. Rabbi Shmuel says, no, the Klishotis. It was used to buy the Klishotis for the Beis HaMikdosh. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Meisa Truma, the leftovers of the Truma of the Machzas HaShekel, Lekayitz HaMizbeach. That's what was used for the dessert of the Mizbeach. Meisa Nesachim, the leftovers of the Nesachim. A person brought Nesachim for his carbon, and there were leftovers of that Nesachim. What did you do with it? Leklishadis, that was used to buy Klishadis. Rabbi Hanani Yizgan HaKayinim said, Meisa Nesachim, the leftovers of the Nesachim was used for Kayitz HaMizbeach, for the Mizbeach when it was empty. Meiser HaTrume, the leftovers of the Truma of the Machzas HaShekel, Kli Shadis. That was used to buy the Kli Shadis. Then the Gemara concludes, Vizeh, Vizeh, both Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Hananya, They disagreed with what Rabbi Shmuel said before, that the Meiser HaPeiris was used with the Kayetz HaMizbeach. And the Gemara is going to explain this. What is it? What's the Meiser HaPeiris? And what exactly is it that they were not made to? We'll see in the Gemara soon. The Gemara starts with the first chilek of the Mishnah. Kevesh Pada. The, the ramp for the Pada was built, and then it said in the Mishnah that there were the Lushen, Lushel Zahiris, that there were these woolen, uh, red woolen strips that they used for the Paradum and so on. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachman Meshem Rabbi Yenis and said, Gimul Lushainis Hain. There were three different red strips that they used. Shal Sa'ir, the one that was used for the Sa'ir that was sent on the, um, for the Azazel Besela. The weight of it had to be a Sela, which is uh, a little bit heavier than what the next one that we're going to mention here. What did they do with this? They took this, uh, they wrapped it around the horn of the Sa'ir, but then when they came on the top of the Azazel, they would cut it in half. Half they would leave on its horn, and another half they would wrap on a rock. And if David was Machap the Yidin, it turned white. So they had to have it long enough to be able to wrap it around the rock. Then the next one, Shal Mitzayra. They also had a Lashon Shal Zahiris that was used for the Mitzayra B'Shekel. That had to be half of the weight, half of the size. Shal Pada, the one that's used for the Pada Duma, is, was the longest, the biggest, B'Shtei Slime. Had to be the weight of two slime. It had to be thrown into the fire. So the Mepharshim say, because it says, V'Hishlech al Toich Sreifes Apara. It had to be heavy enough that it should land deep into the fire. So therefore it had to be two slime. Rab Chunye de Vras Chavron said in the name of Rabboi Barzavde Beshem Rab Shimim Mechalafta. Shalpada, this uh, red strip, woolen strip that they used for the Paraduma, Beshtei Slaam Umechza, it had to be even heavier, two and a half Slaam. There's others that say they, they said the same thing, but they just used a, a different expression. Lishna, they said it in the following expression, Basara Zuz, had to be ten Zuz. Four zuz is for each slime, for each cellar that is. So ten zuz is shtei slime and mechza. It's the same thing, it's just using another expression. 
Zakta Gemara, now the Gemara is going to bring a list of things of, of where they got paid from. Rabbi Yudah B'Shem, Rabbi Shmuel said, Talmidei Chachamim, those Talmidei Chachamim, HaMelamdem Mesakayanim, Hilchas Shechita. They had to have the teachers to teach the Kayanim, the Halachas of Shechita in the base of Mikdash, and Hilchas Kabbalah, the Halachas of receiving the blood, Hilchas Rike, how to do this Rike. So who paid them? Who paid these teachers? Noit Lin Scharan, Mitruma They got paid from the Machtas HaShekel. It's for the purpose of the Karbonus Tzibor. Rabbi Yitzchak Baradifa B'Shem Rabbi said, Mevakre Mume Kochim, those people that were there to inspect the Kochim, each one of the Kochim had to be inspected four days before it was brought as a carbon. Neutlin Scharan, they get paid, Metruma Salishka, also from the Machtas HaShakal. No, 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 it's just a, yep, a, different, a whole list of things here. Rab Acha, in the name of Rab Tanchum, Barchia, B'Shem Rab Simloi said, Magiyei Sefer Those that would check over the Sefer Teireh and the Azara, Sefer HaAzara. It was read in the Azara on Yom Kippur, and it was read on Hakel by the Melech. So who checked over that Sefer Teireh had to get paid. Neitlin Scharon, Betruma Salishka, he also would get paid from the Machtas HaShekel. Gidol Bar Minyamim, B'Shem Rabasi also said, Shnei Dayonig Zeilis, there were two Dayonim that were positioned in Yerushalayim, and they would judge those people that were thieves. They would give penalties for the thieves, and this also included for the, the different issues that came up in the Beis HaMikdash itself, the Kayanim that would cheat people. We once had in the Gemara that Kayanim, there was a concern of Kayanim being Mephagala carbon purposely to, to get back at someone. So there were Dayanim that were there positioned for that purpose to make sure that everything was done right. So Neitlin Scharan Metrumasalishka, they also took their payment from the Trumasalishka from the Machtas HaShekel. Shmuel, Lama Shmuel says, Noshim ho'erges The women that would weave the pereiches that was positioned between the Kaidesh and the Kaidesh HaKadoshim. In the first base of Mikdash, there was actually a wall there. But in the second base of Mikdash, it was built so high that they couldn't build a wall that high. And they couldn't make it thicker either because you're not allowed to change the measurement of the thickness. So they just built two pereichesen with an ama in between. This is called an amatraxen. So there was a, this was a massive, very, very tall pereiches. So the women that would weave this pereiches, they would change it every so often. So also neitlin scharan mitrumas alishka. They would get paid from the machtas hashekel. Rabchona argues on this last point and he says, no, mitrumas bedekabayis. These women that were making the pereiches, they got paid from the money of the bedekabayis. This is not a carbon. This is not anything related to an aveda in the Beis HaMikdash. This is part of the structure of the Beis HaMikdash. So they would get paid from the bedekabayis. So the Gemara explains, ma'polik, what are they arguing about? Shmuel, ovid like a carbon. Shmuel considers to the, the pereiches to be like a carbon. And the reason is because the part of the aveda on Yom Kippur and different times in the Beis HaMikdash was to sprinkle the blood at this Pereiches. So the Pereiches is almost like a Mizbeach. It served like part of the Aveda. So therefore he holds it was brought from the Machtas HaShekel. They were paid from the Machtas HaShekel. Rav Huna Avad Lo Kibinyan. Rav Huna, however, says no. It's part of the structure. So therefore it's paid from the Bede Kabayis. Omer Rav Chizkiyeh said, Tone Rav Yehude Gudgedes. Rav Yehuda Gudgedes said in Abraise, HaKetayres, V'chol Karbanes HaTzibur, the Ketayres and all other Karbanes HaTzibur, Boim Metrumas Alishke are paid from the Trumas Alishke from the Machtas HaShekel. Mizbeach Hazav, V'chol Kli Shores, the Mizbeach Hazav, which is sort of movable, it's a, it's a Mizbeach that is not positioned in one place, and all the other Kli Shores which are moved around as well. Boim Mimoyser Nesachim, that comes from the leftovers of the Nesachim, as was mentioned in the Mishnah, Rav Akiva said that the leftovers of the Nesachim were used for the Kli Shores. Mizbeach which is outside, and it was huge, 
and it was positioned like a building in one place, and everything else that had to be fixed in the Heichel, and everything in the Azadah, that was used for, from the leftovers of the Lishka, the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel. Anything else that had to be fixed outside in the Azara, which means in the city of Yerushalayim, or in the Harabayis, that came from the Bedek we learned in another Braise, the stones of the Mizbeach and the Heichal and the Azarais, there's Me'ila. If you have a no of any of these things, you're Me'il. There's the, the, the issue of Me'ila that you're not allowed to have a no from Hektish. Now the question is, Is there any halacha of Me'ila by the leftovers of the Machzis HaShekel? We learned before, the leftovers of Machzis HaShekel, there is no halacha of Me'ila. So if they are being built from the leftovers of the Machzis HaShekel, why is there Me'ila in if a if person has a no from the Heichal or the Mizbeach or the Azaris? So the Gemara says, This Brayse that we just quoted has to be following the opinion of Rab Meir. The Rab Meir Amar, we had it before a few times, Rab Meir says, that there is Me'ila from the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel. But Rab Chiyah still has a question on this. He says, wait, even Rab Meir that says that from the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel there is Me'ila, sorry about that, that's only within the year. Sorry. That's only within the year that there's Me'ila for the Machtas HaShekel, but uh, from the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel. But after the year, there's no Me'ila from the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel, even according to Rab Meir. What's our question over here? Our question is, why is there any Me'ila of the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel, even according to Rab Meir? You build the Mizbeach, you build the Azara, you build the Heichel, but many, many years later, there's always a din of Me'ila. Why is there a din of Me'ila after the time? Even Rab Meir says, only within the year of this Machtas HaShekel, there's Me'ila. Rav Chizkiya answers, Toner, Rav Yehudah, Gidgidonius. So actually the Gemara does not give an answer to this. This last question, why is there Me'ila on the Mizbeach, on the Heichel, on the Azaris, if it was built from the leftovers of the Machtas HaShekel, the Gemara doesn't give an answer. The Gemara starts a new thing. These different Kalim that the war in the Beis HaMikdosh, the Shulchan and the Menoira and the two Mizbechais, the one that's inside, the one that's outside, and also the the Pereiches that had to be there between the Kaidish and the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Ma'akvim is a Karbanis. They are ma'akiv to bring the karbonis. All these kalim have to be in their place to be able to bring the karbonis. Divrei Rav Meir. That's Rav Meir's opinion. Chachamim's opinion is, The only thing that will hold you back of bringing a carbon is having the kir in its place. The kir, the kayanim have to wash their hands and feet. That's the only thing that's ma'akiv. The other kalim do not have to be in their place in the Beis HaMikdash to be able to bring the carbon. Okay, so this Gemara here, the Rabbi quotes in a Sikhib, and again, the famous Machlekes between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether the mitzvah of building the Beis Mikdash and the mitzvah of building the Kalim are counted as one mitzvah, 
or two mitzvahs. The Ragachava, the Rebbe quotes the Ragachava that says that that machlaikis is based on this Gemara. If you can't bring any of the karbanis without having the kalim in their place, so the kalim sort of complete the structure. It's like a house without furniture. You have to have the furniture in place in order to bring the karbanis. So therefore the kalim are counted as one mitzvah. But the Ramban that counts it as separate mitzvahs is going according to the opinion that you can bring the karbanis without having the kalim in their place. So therefore each keli is like a separate piece and therefore it's counted as a separate mitzvah. That's the Pshad of the Ragachavar based on this Gemara over here. But now the Gemara brings other opinions about this. Could you bring the carbon if the kalim are not in place? Says the Gemara, V'loikein Omar Abelazah V'rabyeisi B'chanina. Rabelazah V'rabyeisi B'chanina, which were Amiraim, said different than what it said in this B'raisa. Tereyun Omrin, they both said as follows. And they, they argued about this, but they said different than what it said in the B'raisa. One opinion was, Kol hein d'chsiv noichach. Any of the kalim, where the Torah uses the term noichach, ma'akiv. That has to be there in order to be makriv the carbon. So by the menorah, by the menorah, the Torah uses the term noichach. Tzela, regarding one of the kalim where the Torah uses the term tzela, by the shulchan, the Torah says al tzela, that's where the shulchan should be, ain't a makriv, the shulchan is not makriv. Then there's a third opinion, v'omerab shmuel bar nachman b'shem rab yainasin, v'afilet a second opinion, sorry, the second opinion says v'afilet tzela ma'akiv. Even when it, 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 regarding the shulchan, where the Torah uses the expression of tzela, which means at the corner or at the other side, it's also ma'akiv, it has to be in its place, the menorah and the shulchan have to be in its place in order to bring the karbonis. The third opinion, he says in the name of Rav Nachman, Even when the Torah just uses the term sima, which it says regarding the, the Arain and the Mizbuchais and the Pereiches, that it was placed there, that's also ma'akiv. So these are the different opinions that the Amiraim spoke about. So the question that the Gemara is basically asking is, why are these Amiraim arguing about these different Lashaynas, whether it says Neuchach, Tzela, or Sima, if there's a Befeirish Ebreise where Rab Meir and the Rabbanan argued about this. Rab Meir said everything has to be in its place, and Rabbanan said none of it has to be in its place. So what's going on over here? So Rav Chanina says, Regarding any Aveda that's done on the inside of the Beis HaMikdash, whether it's the Ketores or anything that's done on the inside, over there there's an argument of the Braise, whether they all have to be in place or not. That's what Rav Meir and the Rabbanan argued about. When it comes to the Aveda that's done of the Karbanas on the outside, so over there it's much less Ma'akiv because it's done on the outside. And over there is where the Amirayim were speaking about this, which ones of the Kalim are going to be Ma'akiv. So they're speaking about two different Avedas, the Avedas on the inside and the Avedas on the outside. Now the Gemara goes to another part in the Mishnah. In Bavli you would usually have like a two dots over here, like a new beginning. When it's a, this goes in another section of the Mishnah. It said in the Mishnah regarding the ramp that was made for the Pada Aduma. So one of the things that it said in the Mishnah was Abushal. Abushal said that the Kayanim built it on their own, with their own money. So the Gemara says, Amar Abchanine, Abchanine said, Shachtzis Gedoyla Hoysa Bebnei Kayanim Gedoylem. There was this Shachtzis, which means this Gaiva, that the children of the Kayanim Gedoylem had, which is that they took pride, they boasted with what they built, the ramp that they built for their Pada Aduma. More than 60 kikrim of zav, which is a huge amount of gold that they spent, how you might see, and that they would spend on this ramp. And what happened was, even if there was a ramp that a previous Kayan Gadol had built, and it was there in place, they could have used it. 
No Kayan Gadol wanted to use for his Pada Aduma the ramp that was built for a previous Kayan Gadol. He would demolish it and he would build it on his own because they took pride in their own ramp and the Gemara calls this a This was like an extra gaiva that they wanted to have their own ramp for their Pada Aduma. But the, huh? Yeah. So the Gemara now actually says that this is not true. Because the Gemara brings a source where we see that even a big tzaddik did this. Hey, sev rabule kome rabmane, rabule asked rabmane, but vatani, we learned in the Braise, Shimon tzaddik. He was a kohen gadol and he is called Shimon tzaddik. Shtei pares asa. In his lifetime, he made two paradumas, uh, two paradumas, and loy bekevesh, shahaitziezu, haitziezu. And he himself built his own kevesh for the first one. And But then when it came to the second paraduma, he built a new ramp. So Islach Lameymar, you're going to say, Shimon HaTzadik, Shachat Hoya. Shimon HaTzadik was uh, boasted and it was a Balgaiva and therefore he built a second one. Can't say that. It was, it was anyways, it was his own that he built. So why would he build a second one? My Kedoin, so what is this? Al Shem, Mailihi Bepada. Because this is a special Maila, special level that we use of a chumre and para aduma, silsul hi bepara. It's another expression. Silsul means also a chumre. This was a special chumre for para aduma that they were, each kayin would build their own ramp. He wanted to be sure that the ramp was built right, even though it was probably built right previously, but he wanted to see to it that it should be built properly, that it should be not, no tumme there whatsoever. So for each separate para aduma, this was a special chumre that they would build their own ramp. Tani, we learned another thing about the chumre of this ramp. Zizin, v'ksalem, hoyu, yoytzin, mikan, and mikan, there were ledges and walls on both sides of the ramp. Kedei shela yoytzu v'yetzitzu ha'kayinim v'yetamu. So that the, when the kayin is walking across the ramp, he shouldn't by mistake stick out his head and bend over and then he might become tummy. The whole point of the ramp is that in that area of the ramp there's no tumah, so they would build walls that he shouldn't look on either side. Rabbi Kiva, Mistakrin Chulut said in the Mishnah that when you had the leftovers of, uh, of the... Um, was was used the leftovers of the shiyare lishka, right? So the the meisa shiyare lishka, the leftovers of the leftovers of the lishka. What do they do with that? So Rabbi Shmuel said the hektish would sort of make a little business. They would sell to people what they needed for the oil, for the wine, for the flour. And the Rabbi Kiva said, no, we're not going to make a business out of the hektish. So now the Gemara says, when could you make a business out of the hektish, even according to Rabbi Kiva? Ela only if the person that is going to take responsibility for this, and he wants, he's going to take responsibility and say, look, any loss that will be out of this investment, I will, I will take the loss, and the profit will be for hektish. Then in such a case, if you're taking that responsibility, that if there will be any loss, that the loss will be on you, then you're allowed. And the Gemara brings this example also regarding the money of uh, poor people. Kado Barzmina, like this uh, Gabai of Tzdoke, his name was Barzmina. Ispaket Gabai, Madal di Yasmin. He had by him, he was safeguarding the money of Yisayman. Also Vishal the Rabmane, he came and asked Rabmane whether he could invest it. Meanwhile, Amale, he told him, in boyes di hafsade di doch. If you want, that whatever loss you're taking upon yourself, that the loss of the investment will be yours. And whatever profit will be, you'll share the profit with the Yisayimim, then shari, then it's allowed. And Abchia Barada as well, Ispaket Gabay Madal the Yasmin. He had the money of Yisayimim that was uh, put by him at the safeguard. And Vavit came. He would use it meanwhile as an investment with the condition that if there's any loss, he takes the loss and the profit will be shared with the Yisayimim. 
This is what it says here in the Yerushalmi, but this is brought also in the Bavli, and over there the Gemara holds differently. There the Gemara says the reason you're not allowed to invest money of uh, stock and so on is not because there might be a loss in the investment. The reason is because you're investing the money, and let's say, punct at that time when you invested the money, the money is needed for the poor people, and you don't have the money available. You have to have the money available there all the time. You can't just say, oh, it's sitting here, I'm going to invest it. You have to have it always ready. Maisa Paytas. So it said in the Mishnah, what do you do with the Maisa Paytas? So Rabbi Shmuel says, it's Kaitz HaMizbeach. Alright, so now what is this Moisepetis? Masnisin the Rabbi Shmol. This Mishnah is following the opinion of Rabbi Shmol. In other words, these Petis that we're talking about is this money that the Bezden, that the Hektish that is invested when they would uh, sell people what they needed for the wine and oil and so on. So what do they do with that profit? That's the Petis, the profit. The Rabbiya by Yosef Pasar Masnita, he explained the Mishnah, Moisepetis. The profit that the hektish made, what would they do with it? That's the pay that the Mishnah is talking about, and Rabbi Shmuel said that it goes for the Kayat Samizbeach. When it said in the Mishnah, the Moisan Nesachim, what is this? So here the Gemara gives another shot of the Moisan Nesachim, even though the simple translation of Moisan Nesachim means the leftovers of the wine, but the Gemara says, the Taich of Moisan Nesachim, Zu Sa'ar Revius. This is Sa'ar Revius, which is a Mishnah later that says, basically the Hektish would have a supplier that would give the Hektish the... Uh, what they need for the Nesachim, what they need for the flour. So what happens if they paid him for it? And then the price went down and it became cheaper. So let's say before they could have got only three Sa'ah, and now the price went down and they can get a fourth Sa'ah. So now they have extra. So he has to pay, he has to give extra, even though they paid him in advance when the price was higher, but because the price went down now, he has to pay, he has to give for the lower price. So now the Hektosh is going to have extra. That's the Moisa Nesachim. Rabbi Yechelen has a different interpretation for our Mishnah. And he says, Meisipetis. What are the Meisipetis? Zu Sarvius. That refers to this extra when the price went down, that they have an extra from, this, uh, from the flour that they got now. What do they do with this? That's the Meisip of Petis. Now, what's Meisip Nesachim? What's the leftovers of the Nesachim? Lebeirutzin. It's the wine. When they would pour the wine, when they would buy the wine from the people that pr- provided the wine, so they wouldn't give the exact amount that they needed. They would pour over. It would spill over. So then that spill over, it collected over time and they had extra wine. What, did they, what would they do with that wine? The first opinion. He didn't say anything about these leftovers of wine that spilled over. What does he say about the leftovers of wine? says, Whatever they would do with the leftovers when the price went down, the they would do the same thing with the leftover wine. So that, uh, that's in the same category. Now the Gemara goes back to this Machloikis. So we had over here a Machloikis regarding Meiser Pedis. What are Meiser Pedis? One opinion was it's the leftover profit that the Hektish made with the business that they made. And the other opinion was the, the Meiser Pedis is, it refers to the uh, extra money or the extra Nesachim that the, the Hektish had when the price went down. So now the Gemara asks a question on this. Going to the end of the Mishnah. It said in the end of the Mishnah, Zev Zeh, Loi Hoyumaydin Bepetis, that both Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Hananias Ganakainim did not agree regarding this halacha of Moisa Petis. Now the Gemara says as follows. Al Dai to the Rabbi Chiyabar Yosef, according to Rabbi Chiyabar Yosef, Niche, 
we understand why Rabbi Kiva didn't agree to this halach of Maisepetis. Why? Because aim is stakrin bishal hektish, afloi bishal Because it, as it said in the Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva's opinion was you make no business with hektish, you make no business with the money of poor people. So lefichach zevizer Rabbi Kiva and Rabchanani is gonna kainim They disagreed with this whole halach of the Maisepetis. But I'll die to the Rabbi Yechinen, but according to the opinion of Rabbi Yechinen, Kashya, it's a question. What did Rabbi Yechinen say? He said that the Maisa Peris refers to the extra Nesachim that they had because the price went down. Why did Rabbi Kiva not agree with this? What does it mean when it says in the Mishnah, Lehoyu Maidim Bepeiris? Vahataninam, this that they had leftovers because the price went down. That's a clear Mishnah that says later, and everybody agrees to this. Omdu mi Gimel, if the price went down from three, and now you can get four sa'ah for the same price, Yisapik Medala, the supplier has to give more, and therefore they have leftovers. Taninon, it says in our Mishnah, that Rabbi Kiva would not agree to this halach of, of, of the leftovers of the Pedis. Why would he not agree if it refers to this leftovers of the price that went down? He agreed that you had this leftovers, but what he disagreed with is, what was it used for? Rabbi Shmuel said it was used for the kites for the Mizbeach. And Rabbi Kiva said that this leftovers was used for the Klisharis. Okay, now the Gemara comes and says regarding the leftovers that spilled over, let's just finish to the Mishnah here, the leftovers that spilled over from the wine. At Kedayin, so till here we were talking about Birutse Tzibur, what spilled over from the wine that was used for the Karbanas Tzibur. Now the question is, Vafile Birutse Yachid? Even the leftovers of the Karbanis Yachid that a person had, and they did not have enough Klisharis, so they would take also from the leftovers of a Karbin Yachid, just like what we learned in a, in a Braisa, and we had this before, a woman that made a garment for the Kayin, for her son, it could be used to do the Aveda with it, but she has to give it over that it should belong to the tzibur. The same thing also with the leftover wine, even though the leftover wine was from a yachid, but it could be used for the klishadis, which is going to be for a tzibur, as long as it's given over to the tzibur. At Kedayin, until there we were talking about birutse lach, the leftovers of the wine, which is a liquid. Now the question is, yavish? do we apply the same thing of the leftovers, which is yavish, flour, for example? What would be the difference? What's the, what should be the difference between the leftovers of liquid or the leftovers of uh, flour, for example? Very simple. When it comes to liquid, when you pour liquid into a cup and there's leftovers, whatever liquid spills over was inside the walls of the cup and then it spilled over. When you have leftovers of yavesh, so it heaps over. So that heap over the, the walls of the cup was never inside. So it never got the same Kedusha as it was inside. So will it have the same Allah? So the Gemara here brings a Mishnah in Menachis, Kahidah Taninan, it says a Mishnah in Menachis, Taman, we learned over there, Hanesachim, Shekitshu, Bekli, the Nesachim that were sanctified in Akeli, Viden, Venimsa, Zevach, Posel. That carbon was found to be Posel. In Yesham, Zevach, Acher, if you have another carbon, Yikrivu, Imai. So you can use these Nesachim for another carbon. Vim Lanu, if it remained overnight, Yufsalu, Belina, it becomes Posel. So in that Mishnah, it tells us that the whole halacha that it could be used for another carbon has only been to get to the wine because it entered inside and it got that kedusha. But what heaps over never entered inside is not used in the same way. It's not used to buy klishadis.